0: Good evening, wonderful listeners. We are back with another set of four excellent albums for you here tonight. Better than ever. It's episode three of Getting Back in the Game, Getting Back in Our Groove. We have now albums by Genesis, Neutron Milk Hotel, Eve Six, and Astronoid here tonight. Once again, my name is Craig. Here is Stephen, Richard, and Mike. Um. Let's kick Yo. things off. Who wants to go first this episode, gentlemen? We got four eclectic selections. Let,
1: let's get Nursery yeah. Crime out of the way. Sure, let's yeah. get it right out of the way. 70 oh street. Prog, prog, prog.
0: Mr. Rigid, yeah, take so, it away.
1: Yeah, so my selection last week was Nursery Crime by Genesis, and uh, it's one of their earlier albums, definitely not their first. But um, it was from the Peter Peter Gabriel era, uh, actually getting close to that wrapping up. Uh, It came out in 1971, uh, and it was about 1974 that uh, Peter Gabriel and Genesis split ways. Uh, Anyway, next seven-track album. It uh, is very much progressive rock Mm -hmm. from the era. And uh, I think it's fun. I'm going to say that I actually like later Genesis better. I think it,
2: they got better after Phil Collins took it. It was much other... better when you get to the Sega Genesis.
0: Mm. <laughs> Ooh, also Richard. That's a whole other story. I'm reading Wikipedia here. This is Phil Collins's first album as a member of Genesis.
1: That's right. It was the first one that he became a
2: member with obviously uh, chosen because he sounds exactly like peter gabriel
0: hey <laughs> they do have, you ever seen P- have you ever seen peter gabriel and phil collins in the same place at the same time
2: mm. I, I don't know if i've, I've ever seen, seen phil pictures. collins or peter gabriel at all so but well, I, I mean i've seen <laughs> phil collins in a video maybe but definitely never live
0: no none of this is disproving my. my point <laughs>
2: I'm sure I could find a picture that has them both, but pictures. I remember can be Peter doctored. Gabriel from the mm. from the Sledgehammer video. That's about it. No, That's I really uh nice. I mean I I I'm not a big fan of prog rock. Um which yep. means I wasn't a big fan of this album. The first time I listened to it I thought, Wow, what a steaming pile of crap. <laughs> uh there was there was a lot of um, lyrics referencing old King Cole, and <laughs> there was Worth some flute of... and some like, is it a fife? It, it sounded like oh, it, like man. like some jackass at a Renaissance fair was trying to sound cool, <laughs> um, and it really really didn't do it for me. Um, I listened to it a lot uh, because. Sometimes when I when I really dislike an album at first, I I feel like I, I'm not giving it a fair shot. So I keep at it and I keep trying to see what it is that made people buy the album other than maybe drugs. <laughs> um, and f- for this one, honestly, the more I listened to it, the less I paid attention to it and the better it sounded. <laughs> because I wasn't, probably because I wasn't, Listening to it so carefully because it was just so ridiculous, like giant hogweed and. <laughs> and I,
1: I will say, I will say, the giant hogweed is a terrifying invasive plant, and I appreciate that they have a song about it, talking about how terrifying it is,
3: over the planet. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was staring at my phone when that song came on. I was like, "What? What am I listening to?" Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> and I mean the album is, is snappy at like 43 minutes or something stupid like that, uh, which is good there's only 7 yeah. tracks, but 3 of them are like 10 minutes so, You know, what, one of them is 10 minutes, 2 of them are 8 one of them is 5 and then the
1: other 3 are pretty short
2: yes, mm-hmm. very short, thank god <laughs> but <they can> like, <laughs> what is it,
0: Harold the Barrel? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will I will agree with Stephen that Harold the Barrel is not good. It's not a good song. <laughs> There's a lot of not And good. I attribute I um, attribute a lot of I attribute a lot of the like the not good weirdness of this album to just like British Britishness. <clears throat> Britishness that we do not understand as North mm. Americans.
2: There there is nothing mysterious about Britishness. Maybe <laughs> if maybe if we were American that the British are not
0: this is like 1971 Britishness, though.
2: Sure, it, but I mean, <laughs> who who hasn't watched Monty Python?
0: I've watched a lot of Monty Greg. Python. Yeah.
2: Well, then, then the, the 1970s Britishness is in your wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> I've only really watched Holy Grail. Tis tis but a flesh wound. Yes,
3: exactly.
2: I know, right? And I mean, I that, like... that's that's the absurd British humor, but.
0: I really like the parts of this that were like more seventies prog shred mm. <laughs> when they when they ripped yep. it up with a guitar solo or like the nineteen seventies tradition of organ solo or other like percussion keyboard solo guitar solo good so, solo, mm, right in my wheelhouse. Love it, love it. Good. And I I do have a propensity for longer nonsense songs that kind of meander, go on journeys. So I was I was up for. A bunch of stuff on this i think music box and return of the giant Hogweed were my favorites Ugh. and but yes harold the barrel is or barrel sorry <laughs> no you kind of lost the plot <sighs> <me. laughs>
2: i just no i mean
0: where was the other yeah because music box has a good shred section around f- just before four minutes in and then i think it's either fountain of psalmist Sol- um yeah is where the other one pops up um.
2: this is probably the first time I've ever listened to a prog album and eventually said you know a, first A, I'm glad I wasn't born when this was the stuff that people were listening to <laughs> but B if I were and I had no other choice, maybe with repeated listening I could grow to tolerate this maybe maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> that that's the first time i've ever come to that you know that that epiphany there, so, there's hope for you yet steve no yep. i <laughs> it's, it's like the, the sheer amount of awfulness that i would have to go through to get to that point is not worth anything you'll, before long you'll well, be listening to yes no yeah,
0: i think if we took Prague, but like it seems it sounds maybe like a morphine album would... I think the problem with this prog is it also had like the medieval nonsense tacked onto it. So if we took prog it's certainly if we like, non medieval prog, maybe like space prog or sci fi prog, that might be a better gateway drug mm-hmm. for Mr. Steven.
3: But wasn't it also using like a synthesizer and and all kinds of interesting like it sounds like an organ playing in, in some of it was this. probably
2: an organ mm-hmm. All <laughs> <laughs> right. In 70s prog, oh, all kinds of fun stuff in there
3: oh,
1: yeah. Jesus. they 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 went on an adventure with with uh, instrumentation. I'll just say that they went on a wandering, meandering adventure
0: and meandering
2: can they, good they did something it was which was weird um. I know. I, so, I don't know. Did Did you guys read on
1: the
3: uh, on Wikipedia the liner about, notes?
1: <laughs> no, on Wikipedia about sort of the story of Peter Gabriel leaving Genesis and that.
2: I I did actually. I was I was kind yeah, of he, curious. A, he, what happened there?
1: Yeah, he'd become increasingly more eccentric and like uh, theatrical on stage with ridiculous costumes and all kinds of stuff. And it the the band was starting to feel like it was becoming the Peter Gabriel show. So, so they said, "Why
2: don't you go do your solo thing?" There's also a whole like lousy thing about uh, he had a child who was ill in the hospital or something, and he spent he was away from the band a lot because of that, and they kind what of ended, one of them one of them like held it against him or something, and mm-hmm. it was oh, that's
1: that's a that's a little sad. That's the yeah, it was, there was that's some,
2: nice. there was some badness in there that you yeah. know really wasn't Peter Gabriel's fault.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean,
2: like the the first thing I noticed though was that I couldn't tell when Peter Gabriel was singing or Phil Collins
0: was singing. I was Mm -hmm. just about to bring that up. Mm -hmm. I think we all noticed that. Was like, wait a second.
2: Uncanny how similar they sound. Which is funny because I mean I've heard plenty of later Peter Gabriel, and I never would have said, "Boy, that guy sounds like Phil Collins."
3: I thought it was all Phil Collins at first. And then I went back through and I was looking at it. I was like, no, that. I thought that was all Phil
1: Collins. Yeah, I wonder how much when they were playing together, they tried to sound like each other. Because they do, like, their voices have a similar quality. But then just the way they were singing, like, I would say that they were singing like Phil Collins sounds on later Genesis or as a solo performer.
2: it's It's not the, like, style of singing. It's. Like the tone of his voice.
1: Yeah.
2: It's mm. like I, I feel like if, if you, you you know you you put the two in a room and and you know you had one of them speak, then the other one speak, you wouldn't be able to tell which was which. Like <laughs> Yeah. They just have really similar voice yeah. tones.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like nine out of ten podcast hosts can't tell the difference.
2: Right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the tenth one is lying. <laughs> totally lying.
0: This was also my first so, exposure to Genesis, like ever. Yeah. Oh.
2: except for the I Crystal mean, Pepsi song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what,
0: no? Wait, that's Van That's my Wait, what was,
2: was Genesis, it, was, it was. Sorry, it was. Was it? Was a Walk this way. They had like a, a later one.
0: Oh, what that was, was what, used in like what, a jingle was, or like how a walk. Like no, and it, it
2: was. What was? It was like after long after. Phil Collins' solo career was done, and they got back together for a bit, and they released an album, and there was like a uh. big single on it.
3: Hmm.
2: Oh, I can't dance. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh. Yeah. I was I was going to bring up that album because when I was growing up, my dad had that album, and so that was my exposure to Genesis. You know, that song yeah, also that's... that that album also has "You're No Son, You're No Son of Mine." Yeah, that's uh, like, a that's in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually I quite enjoyed that album. I remember listening to that one quite a bit and and being quite familiar with it. Like even just looking at the front of it as I was going through the, the discography of Genesis. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen that album like sitting on my dad's like, you know, you know how like I don't know if your parents had the same thing, but they had like a stereo cabinet back in the day where you'd my have like think. receiver and
2: you'd have yeah. like your tape deck. Yeah. I <laughs> just oh, had a more modern one like my grandparents had like one of those really old ones with a record player yeah. and like, the, the really big detached speakers and the yeah. you know and, and that it's all brown and checkered and something. Oh, there like was that. yeah yeah yeah. There was my some neat had stuff on those techniques, you know. Yeah. Five CD player and <laughs> retro turntable. <laughs> tape
3: deck they they used to build all that stuff into furniture back in the day like i remember my my grandparents had this really cool like big giant like table thing yeah and you you press in on it and it sort of flips open and there's like a there's a record player in there and speakers built right in and everything
2: yeah Mm -hmm. my my grandparents had one of those and it was amazing
3: (laughs) and i bet it made that thing super heavy (laughs) to try to
2: move as a piece of furniture but i mean all i knew was like Like uh, you know, I can't dance, and like you know, Land of Confusion. Mm. You know, like Mm. that's the '80s, I guess. That's later Genesis stuff, though.
0: Land of Confusion is one of those '80s songs that like metal bands have picked up on for their pop song cover repertoire. Like both Disturbed and In Flames have done covers of it. That's almost a claymation video, isn't it? Have you Uh, seen Land of Confusion? (laughs) I've not seen the original line of confusion so so we
3: can't dance was 91 yeah
0: 91 91 so what did you think of the
1: album mike you haven't said too much about it other than yeah so so that was
3: so that was my exposure to genesis and i was like okay i i'm 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 really curious about this one because i would love to have heard some early
2: early genesis stuff and then you and then you were you were scarred when genesis (laughs) exposed themselves to you
3: well, this there was a lot of <laughs> where where did they touch you? It it you know what it, it it was it it was surprising. I I didn't know what to expect when I went into it, and I and I put on the uh, the the headphones and, and pressed play, and and um, it was it was very carnival like. Like I was hearing like all kinds of interesting sounds going on.
2: Um as those our words,
3: it it, it was. I don't think i liked it I, I i i think i i don't think i was a fan of it um i if i had to pick a favorite song it would have been that uh um oh crap what was the the, the one that you guys were talking about
2: Harold the barrel
3: no um music of Giant hogweed? the hogweed the hogweed yeah yeah I, li- I like that one um i was looking up what some of the songs meant and and like the music box being about a girl that decapitated her friend or something and and i was like what the heck is going on also listed on wikipedia so um yeah it's it's right here in the that's where i found it the wikipedia says it's a lengthy piece described in a macabre story about a young boy accidentally decapitated by his friend cynthia while playing croquet oh so so you know they were going to some weird places
1: and i was listening the album
2: cover (laughs) yeah were they playing with old king cole
3: uh, there's a lot of stuff in here about what the songs mean, but I was just reading up on that one specifically. But yeah, it's—I it, don't think it's my my style of music. I think I like later Genesis better. Uh, but it does go to show, like that that these bands, especially ones that have been around for so long, like they they definitely went on a journey. Right, and it was kind of cool to see. This is you know, at any given album, this is sort of where they were at in that journey. And uh, and you know, and and I think sort of that that's what what's what I like about this show that we do is that when when we're picking albums we're not just picking the latest and greatest of any particular band we're we're looking at a specific point in time for a band or or a singer and so that's kind of cool to, to look and and see sort of where they were at what they were thinking at that time and what they what they grew into or what they where they came from
0: Ain't no way i'm listening to the latest phil collins i'll tell you that <laughs> he's playing music how they he, couldn't hold drumsticks anymore
3: he's he's so old um one of the one of the radio shows that i listened to they were talking about going to see him in concert just a few weeks back and like they 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 sort of wheel him out on stage and and he he can't sing any of the high notes they've got singers with him that are sort of handling and he's sort of singing along with yeah.
2: them He he's a wreck
3: yeah he, mm-hmm. he he really shouldn't be doing this anymore but you know he's selling out stadiums still or, or large venues at least so they're wheeling him in
1: sad please make him stop
3: Mr. Collins.
1: He's one of those somebody's and then promoters of everything. I
2: mm. mean, I, Bill Collins was like in the seventies and eighties, he was big, so he got to, I mean, yeah, he, he, the same people who see him are going to see Billy Joel in concert. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd, be cool. <laughs> yeah that'd be, that'd be pretty
3: cool. Yeah. I would see
2: Billy Joel, but I mean,
0: if, have people you guys do Billy Joel Stewart. on this show or what? We have not done any. Billy no, Joel. but
3: I, I would consider it. Okay, I'm going to put it on my list of potential albums. I got some. some I, good I actually
2: like Billy Joel, so believe uh, <laughs> it or not. So, <laughs> as do I. I I'd be what okay with that. Like? Hmm?
1: All right. So next album,
2: Um I'll, I'll hop in. And I'll do um, Neutral Milk Hotel in the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Um. Cool. So I'm. I've been here. I've, I'd heard about um neutral milk hotel for years and um it was uh it's one of those bands that had like so much indie cred they um you know they they were almost almost a mockery of themselves if you know what i mean like just cuz they're the kind of band like oh if you don't like Neutral Milk Hotels, then you're not cool. You know, the, the whole...
0: You're not, um, your taste is ignorable and you have no taste by default. Yeah,
2: you pr- pretty much. Uh, <laughs> which I, I always found kind of funny. Um, And then, uh, has anyone here seen uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah. Uh, April's favorite band is Neutral Milk Hotel. And she's, uh, she's a kind of right. hilarious character who's very... Um, That's right. Uh, she, she's very mean and and kind of emo <laughs> so um, I, I but I'd never heard any of their music until I don't know maybe six, seven years ago when streaming services started to randomly throw Neutral Milk Hotel songs into playlists that they would curate for me and I every time I always really liked them like surprisingly I was like wow this is I always thought they were really catchy um, so I, I decided to, I, th- I think, you know, they, after this album, they went on a like 800 year hiatus or something. Um, I don't know if they ever released another f- real album. Um,
3: are they still around?
2: Are they still making music? The thing about neutral milk hotel is they are a guy. Is the guy uh, still making music? <laughs> his name is Jeff Mangum. And he was, uh, he's kind of a recluse. So after this, he kind of, he kind of fell out of, you know, sight. He he basically disappeared. And, um, I remember hearing that somebody, somebody years later was looking for him to, to figure out what he was up to and what he was doing. And he, he sent him, he sent an email or something and he got a response from the guy. And he's like, if I wanted you to, people to know, I would let you know. <laughs> you know, leave me alone. <laughs> so wow. uh yeah, he's 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 very much that way. Um but the album I think it's fantastic. Like it's actually a really good album. The the tunes are incredibly lo fi, but very catchy. Um some of the the ones where they have uh, horns and whatnot, I feel like they're like they're rough. They they make mistakes. Like you think you could fix that up making a studio album, but they didn't care. You know, they just they just sort of blasted through it. Um, and uh, like this is probably one of my like one of my my. I was gonna say one of my favorite albums. I, have, I like a lot of albums, but this is this is definitely in the upper tier of albums that I like. I think it's pretty awesome. How do other people feel about it?
0: This is a wonderfully batshit insane, barely barely holding itself together album.
2: Yeah, stream of
0: consciousness nonsense. I'm actually <laughs> kind of surprised this isn't bigger isn't bigger in the metal scene. Like there, there's a bunch of like alt rock that that metal blogs will, will cover because the music might not be as harsh in the same way that metal is, but it has that same kind of extremity in some way of like, this is just, you know, I don't, I don't want to re- repeat myself, but like at times you can tell the music is barely holding itself together. As this guy is just talking continuously for five minutes through the lyrics. And, and like the, Instruments are just going on in weird ways, and mm. I think that would appeal to a lot of metalheads in pushing boundaries of listenability or just like structure. In some ways, I was super duper impressed with this, especially with the lyrics too, um, like the super duper poetic lyrics that I am very jealous that someone could write and I could never hope
2: to do. They are super surreal.
0: And the Anne Frank album concept was kind of interesting. It was like, I love Anne Frank and I would have loved her if she was alive so I'm going to write an album dedicated to her.
2: All in 1945?
0: <laughs> I think it pops up in other places too. I was going through G- the Genius annotations for ah. lyrics on this and there were some other references to Anne Frank in different different songs. But yeah, I think this was, this is super cool and speaks to A lot of things I like about metal music too in some ways and it is kind of interesting that so one thing I think I read in looking up on this is that you like the the indie bands that would take bits of this in their influence like Arcade Fire or like the the indie movement in the 2000s with Arcade Fire, Band of Horses and bands, that, that, bands like that that brought in additional instruments beyond just guitars, bass, and drums. Um, but all of those bands seem to be a lot more polished and traditional in their structures and arrangements. Like, there hasn't been anything as deranged as this. But I guess this, this, was, this was, this was as Steve said, one guy who, by definition, could just, you know, this is what I want to do, I'm going to do it. There doesn't have to be any consensus.
2: From from what I read, he like he he got a bunch of friends together and he taught a couple of them to play the trumpet and you know they and and he just he they they kind of they were kind of like a little family for a while, hmm. which is which is really interesting. I mean, obviously there's one creative force driving the band, but it's nice that he kind of used it as a way to build up a little, uh, <laughs> you know, a little a little community for himself.
0: much. So
3: I was so I was listening to this um to this while I was playing Elden Ring uh, a couple of nights back and uh curled up on my couch and I'm I'm hunting um like uh, I'm in a graveyard hunting skeletons and stuff just trying to level up my character a little bit and, <laughs> and and the music comes on and my first thought was it felt very Sergeant Pepper. I don't know if uh if you guys kind of got that feel a little bit from it but i was i was kind of getting that feel um then there were some religious lyrics that i thought were like singing about jesus is my savior kind of stuff that i was trying to wrap my head around and then um i don't think i've ever heard anything like this before i liked it i liked what i had heard what, what i heard um just because i i like the idea that it didn't have to be perfect it was music somebody had created some music this was what they wanted to share with the world they put it out there and everything is so processed and and carefully edited these days or created by computers um that listening to this listening to like i'd never heard anything lo-fi before without it actually being because i had like a crappy stereo or it was just like a recording of a recording of a recording so listening to that, that was actually their design. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And, um, and, and I just sort of worked my way through it. I remember the one song. There's like an eight-minute track in there. Um, it's called, what's it called? It's called Oh, oh Comedy. Oh, oh. comedy. Oh, calmly yeah my favorite song on this album <laughs> and 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 that song I felt like it took me for a little bit of a ride
2: like <laughs> it's gonna be eight minutes long and yeah. it's just the lyrics are all over the place yeah
3: I had no clue what was going on but it kind of reminded me of what Craig just said a little while ago when he was talking about you know a, a long sort of meandering song sort of taking you for a journey yeah and and that kind of like of all of the stuff we've listened to for this episode I think that episode or that particular song was the most uh, journey taking. Yeah. <laughs> me and when,
2: when I think about the ones Craig was mentioning, we're barely holding it together. I think of like mm-hmm. "The Fool" or uh, "Untitled." Yeah. Like they they feel mm, like I they feel like sure. they're ready to fly apart at the seams.
3: I thought "Untitled" was a problem with my iPhone. I was looking at it. I was like, "Is it not? Is it not pulling the track down <laughs> properly from Apple <laughs> Music?"
1: I was like, oh my goodness. No, it's
2: just a weird song. <laughs> yeah. Richard, how do you feel about it?
1: I really liked it, um, and I'll go into a little bit of things that I liked about it. I guess um, one, I like the bands that credit them as being a really big influence: Arcade Fire, the Decemberists. If yeah. you and the Decemberists sound a lot like them, but just more polished. Like if you want to talk about an early two thousands band that kind of did what they were going for, but made it a lot more polished. The Decemberists do that really well. Um, I also really like artists like Beck. I really like artists like uh, Les Claypool. And they, I would say, are in that same realm. Not necessarily the same style of music, but in the doing whatever they want and having fun uh, and being creative in weird ways. So I think it's very much in my wheelhouse. I had never listened to it. I'd, I'd heard of Neutral Milk Hotel but I'd never listened to them before, uh, except maybe for the odd song that got injected into a, a Spotify playlist. Um,
3: just, just as a quick side did, note, I think that this episode should be called Wheelhouse because I, I think I've heard uh, that word come up about seven yeah. times already today. He's that a lot. <laughs> yeah.
2: that's, that's not a new thing that is confined to this episode.
3: We'll we'll put out some merch, just a shirt that says Wheelhouse. I
1: think that we might should also answer. be that might already be taken by uh, by. Uh, What's that uh, podcast and, and network? Um, Donut Media.
0: Hmm. I think
1: they have. I think they have a show called The Wheelhouse. Oh. Uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: Anyway, that's another. That's that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I really. I mean, it, it. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the weird instrumentation. Ghost when the theremin came in, and I was like, <laughs> oh, they went with a the theremin. Awesome. <laughs>
2: and they have like what? It's like it's like a bagpipe and Untitled and. There's a, yeah, there's but some... I
1: couldn't, and I couldn't tell if it was a real bagpipe or a synthesized bagpipe.
2: I bet
3: it
1: what? was
2: real. I bet. But if just if really you look at the
3: Wikipedia, they, they list all the instruments that they're playing. Oh yeah? yeah, And it's like a singing saw, a bowed banjo, a white noise machine. <laughs> God,
0: there's no bagpipes listed.
3: Oh, no, maybe it, it is. is a, maybe it's synthesized. There's a, there's a fugal horn. <laughs>
1: Is, uh, it,
0: Zen's, Zen's is, 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 is there a theremin
3: in there
1: because now i'm thinking maybe that was the singing
0: saw.
3: saw yeah might have been the singing saw because i don't see a theremin yeah. on here okay i guess it was the singing saw then <laughs> yeah wow bode fuzz bass. <laughs> of
2: bode <fuzz> base. pipes
0: <laughs> a shortwave radio <laughs> We like got blue man group show here.
2: Yeah. It's, it's just like, I want, like, is the guy, is he nuts?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Probably a little 800%.
3: But, but can, but people that are nuts can still create.
2: Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, sometimes they can create better I than people that aren't nuts. Be. Yeah. You have to be. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Like if he weren't nuts, he wouldn't be able to come out with us. Hmm. But, uh, like they would have looked special. at
3: it and said, what was I thinking? And, <laughs> and toss it. Have
1: you guys ever listened to any of Beck's uh, indie stuff? like on, I, not have, his I have not. Mainstream nope. label? It's weird. It's awesome, but it's weird. Look up uh, Satan Gave Me a Taco as a song one time.
0: Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I did listen to um, a couple of albums of the Claypool Lennon Delirium. After you Excellent. mentioned them, Richard, like a couple Excellent years ago, albums. there's some good, there's some good songs on those yeah. albums too. Les Claypool are... teams up with John Lennon's son, yeah. for a couple of albums. And Sean Lennon sounds so much like his father,
1: like you almost think you're listening to the Beatles, but with incredible bass playing. Play. And not that, that not that Paul McCartney wasn't a good bassist, but like Les Claypool, come on, like the best.
3: It's, it's just a different level, right? It's like uh, in the original, the original Star Wars, what they did with those lightsabers they thought was a duel. And oh. then, then they put out Empire Strikes Back and then they were like, no, this is how you duel with lightsabers. And, and they you put know.
1: out the uh, prequels. They're exactly. Like, they let's,
3: let's go nuts.
1: <laughs> you got CGI now.
3: So what's that? I, I was actually watching a TikTok where they were going through all of um, uh, Ringo Starr's like, uh, drum fills from yeah. from various like Beatles tracks, and it was interesting to hear. But they were fair. Like it, it was interesting how sort of simple they were. Like they they sounded really cool, but they were very simple. And it's like, um, it's almost like it, things had to build on those over time. So you start hearing complicated drum melodies, and and even in our discussion, um, I saw you, you guys were mentioning about like um, the the double bass pedals on on some of these like uh, tracks, you know, and and the the uh, heel the heel toe method to get like insanely fast bass drum like you, you wouldn't have that kind of
0: stuff coming from like you know a beatles song
3: <laughs> right all the technique and everything just sort of builds over time
0: it's because Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles mm. as the, as the, the old John quote Lennon goes. quote
2: which is kind of a jerk move yep. on his part but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but John Lennon was kind of a jerk
2: somebody asked, yeah, somebody asked him is do you think Ringo Starr is the best drummer in the world and he replied <laughs> Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles.
0: <laughs> He's the drummer we got. <laughs> and then guess, he went on. I guess Paul McCartney was a station. fairly accomplished drummer. So, <laughs> in short, folks, go out and listen to this album. Your life will, will be yeah, it's richer pretty for awesome. it.
2: One one quote that he said back in the day, I just ran across it on the the Wikipedia's. I'm trying to see if I can find it again he said we when he asked about uh if he record another neutral, neutral neutral milk hotel album after this one he said i just feel like these windows open up for something to be honest and they don't stay open for very long i guess my path feels sort of different now so he was i mm-hmm. guess he was kind of he's like they did their thing and now they're done
1: mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a- good
3: that he's not trying to like you know keep going back to the well <laughs> you know what i mean he's put out milk. something and milk it he's trying to milk it oh wow.
0: snap
1: right with the puns
2: tonight
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> he's on dad jokes my, my dad joke game is fairly low actually so i got to make up for it somehow you do
2: <laughs> mine just gets better year after year
0: oh snap That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because he, (laughs) because NMH hit the, they hit the 20 year mark for retro. So um, I don't know if, if Steven or anyone else has seen like articles about this come back up in like news publications. If anyone reads like, I don't know, spin or that shit.
2: Honestly, no, I, I haven't seen anything about it come up and it's, it's like more like this album came out in 98, I guess. Right. So, you know, it's almost 25 years old now madness
0: i imagine there will be things next year for its 25th anniversary with how with how crazy and an outlier because this is we haven't even touched on the context this was released in right like in a vacuum this is a you know a wild enough album as we've kind of described but then you toss it into what else was happening in 1998 and it's even more insane like it it's is very, counter it's to very every... different
2: than anything else that was was going on around. Yeah.
0: Here. Extremely different. But some I, you can find a lot of
2: uh, the stuff that you hear now that you you think about this was inspired by this. So, yeah. You know. He he sounds like
0: he could be derivative except he did it first. Yeah. Just happened to do it at like in a managed to do it in a time that you wouldn't think would facilitate such a thing. Mm -hmm. If you, Jeff Mangum, good for you. Yeah. May you get some, may you continue to get privacy and to be left the hell alone.
2: Yeah. Wherever you want. (laughs) Cool. I know we
0: we haven't done um, song recos this episode, so maybe we'll continue with that. Because um, I think we've been talking about like the songs in our discussions too yeah we've been um, talking about songs yeah who um I can go next for Astronoid's debut full length album air. 2016, our most I think one of the most recent releases we've ever done on this show in terms of like how soon to the recording it was released. Um, so asteroid are hmm, are a, mm-hmm. a four piece from Massachusetts. Um, this is their debut full length album. They have a few EPs before this. I would recommend the Stargazer EP it has a couple of really good songs on it. Air made a lot of headway in the metal scene because it smashed together different genres that no one had previously thought to smash together before, that being aggressive thrash slash black metal and ethereal shoegaze vocals. And it resulted in something that was actually really cohesive and sounded pretty fresh. Um, This is very much, I know we had a discussion in our group chat over the past few days about the lyrics for this album. Um, Steve, Steve was like, brought it up a couple times, and I think this is very much a vibe album to me. A lot of metal is actually that way, too. I'll admit that unless it's super discernible, I don't pay attention to metal lyrics, which is probably a fault of mine, but whatever.
2: You can. Um, like, <laughs>
0: But I think
2: they're, best.
0: they're unintelligible. Maybe. Sometimes, not in all cases. Um, definitely, But not I, I think that is, mm. yeah, power metal, you want to hear about, you're going to slay that dragon and fight those orcs. Yeah, mm.
2: um, 100%. If I want to hear about Fighting Orcs, I'll listen to Led Zeppelin.
0: <laughs> oh dear.
2: Which was the origin of Power Metal. A
0: lot more Led Zeppelin. Yes. Um, yeah, this, this is a, the, a rare example of a super aggressive but very uplifting album. Um, and I think that's what attracted a lot of people to it was a sound that really had never been done before. Um, positive intensity, I guess you could say. Um, The one negative I do have with this album is it does blend. Like I think after, if I hear, I can't tell you past Homesick, the main riffs or like the motifs of the last four songs. If I hear them, I will recognize them. But, um, you know, Astronoid have, they have a self-titled album that comes after this. And their third album is coming out in June. Um, and they all, they have a sound. And their sound is showing to have a bit narrow parameters. Um, so I think that hopefully as their career goes on, they'll find ways to expand it. But I think that's the one downside of what they landed on is it can very easily lend itself to sameness um but definitely through the first five songs on this the energy and the um the song like the songwriting shows through and I think everything from incandescent through to homesick is fantastic Mm. Um, I really like also um how violence is track number four and breaks up the the speed punch of up and atom and resin to give you a bit of a break before we speed things back up with Homesick. Um, I think that's a really good organization of the tracks on the album to break up the pacing, at least in the first half. Um, I
2: couldn't even tell you where one song ended and the next one began.
0: <laughs> yeah, the they riffs really, are different, though. They
3: really didn't, <laughs> they didn't put any breaks in between them, though. They just kept going. Oh, my goodness. Is that a normal metal thing, though? I don't have much experience with metal albums. Do they tend to just sort of... Is it one sort of long extended kind of thing mm.
2: not depends on the type of metal i guess
0: yeah So like thrash thrash i think lent itself to so stuff like slayer mike mm. um like slayer's most famous album uh rain in blood um is like just under 40 minutes of bang 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 done mm. um, very little breathing room you know every song except the first and last ones are They start really fast and they end really quick so there are genres of metal that and death metal is kind of like that too where you just every every song is you know up to 11 right away and then done um there are some other genres that will build and go down build and go down or change tempos as you go along
2: i mean i i thought it was like it it was it was listenable um, the, the music was, like, musicianship, I guess, was pretty good. Um, I, I didn't, I personally didn't care for the lyrical style because I found it difficult to understand and I couldn't pay any attention to it. Like, it was, it, it, it like, actively discouraged my engagement. It It, it wanted yeah, I, to I, flow I... over me, not through me. You know what I mean? Like...
0: I think that's intentional. Like I this was the first time I'd ever listened to the lyrics of this album or read the lyrics of this album. Because this is more when I listen to this, it's okay, the you know, the verse the vocals in the verses are basically another instrument to me that I can glean sort of words words from, but the lyrics are also not that deep. And so instrumental
2: is a good way to do it.
0: Yeah. And the lyrics aren't really that deep, it's like, I'm waking up in a dream, you're next to me, like, they seem to be all the same level of, you know, being awake, or not being awake, and trying to move forward in life, like, vague positive statements, and it's the choruses that I remember, and the, the hooks, the chorus hooks are also one of the thing. one of the thing that I feel is strongest in the first half of the album, which makes that set of tracks memorable.
2: I mean that's fair. Richard, yeah, that what things do you think? things Somebody get sorry. I was just,
0: sorry Steven, sorry I cut you off.
2: I was just saying that that things get a lot of albums really start blending in the later songs. it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's difficult for an album to keep differentiating interesting songs to the very end. Mhm. It just is. I I
1: really like the album I I tend to like Albums that have a vibe, anyway. I don't pay attention to lyrics often, uh, unless they're really catchy and I'm singing along with them. I tend to just have music on and I enjoy it for the sounds that it uh, fills me, fills my ears with. Uh, And oftentimes, it's on while I'm working or doing something else. So uh, I really like this. I really liked it. I like a lot of different metal, thanks to Craig. It was exposed me to metal over the last 20 years um, and, okay, and, I've gained, and I've gained an appreciation for shoe gaze over the last maybe uh, 6 or 7 years as well so I enjoyed it uh, I couldn't up until the last listen I gave it I really couldn't have told you one song to the next I can say that Up and Adam and Resin are pretty cool both of them but the tracks definitely do blend together but I don't mind that that's that's fine with me. That that's about all I have to say about it. I enjoyed it.
3: So this is um this is like the reason for this show and and I'm excited about this because I I don't listen to metal. I have almost zero exposure to metal. Which is funny because i've I've also been friends with Craig for like twenty years, so it's, it's like i i I really haven't gotten involved with with the, this particular style of of music mm-hmm. but li- listening to uh listening to these tracks i i uh, this was the last album I needed to listen to for today's episode, and i I left it for uh my lunch break today, and I was listening to it while I was at work, and I was uh, organizing some some papers and getting some things figured out and and it comes in it's like. Brrr, and it's going like really fast and 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 I'm like whoa what what am i listening to like this <laughs> you know this is this is like technically uh really impressive and really like it's like insanity going on metal um,
2: often is it's it's, yeah. it's nothing if not fast
3: yeah <laughs> you know i'm i'm looking for a metal you know a nice slow metal ballad um and and, and so every rose <laughs> yep. has its
2: stone. <laughs> yep
3: so i'm I'm listening to it and i'm also messaging with you guys as i'm listening to it and uh and and as i'm listening to up and adam uh craig sends me a video for up and adam he's like you gotta watch this <laughs> so it, it, it all sort of lined up um i think homesick was was my favorite it just something about it just sort of spoke to me as as i was listening to it um but i'm i'm looking forward to more of this like i'm looking forward to more like there's there's so much music out there that i've never been exposed to I've never had an interest in I've, I've always been sort of fairly narrow in my own personal I musical mean, tastes
2: it's good that you feel that way I feel like doing this show Craig has exposed me to me, to me some metal that I wish I had never been exposed to <laughs> but
0: so I like this <laughs> I'm, not, for I'm, Steve.
3: I'm not promising that the next one that he is to is-
0: <laughs> I'm also trying to tailor my metal choices a bit better on this edition of the show Mm. The things I know will result in a decenter discussion.
2: So speaking about albums that uh, you you chose that we you hadn't that were like near the release date, I remember you, you chose Animals as Leaders, having not even listened to it yet.
0: Ooh, I did you had, that. Awesome. You had
2: just picked it up and hadn't listened to it yet. Yeah. But you chose it.
0: <laughs> Fun time.
2: <timing. laughs> All right, man, I think that was
0: album number two or three for them, and I was really psyched after their debut. It's awesome. Remember, I really like their debut, and I it's probably if, if I listened to it again, I would still like it.
2: <laughs> it's probably my least favorite album that we've done. Yeah, exactly. It's probably <laughs> my least favorite album that we've done.
3: So this, so I, I, I enjoyed this. I liked it. I, I thought this, like, this is the kind of music that uh, that you could listen to if you were, you know, trying to motivate yourself, trying to push yourself to get something done. Sure. You know. And um, drive
0: too fast on the 407.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when I'm, when I'm doing like, like work that I have to focus on, I can't be listening to anything with lyrics. It, I, I just start listening to the words. And so if I'm sitting on my computer doing work, um, I'll always put on like, I'll, I'll go into like a playlist. that's like, you know, chill instrumental or instrumental lo-fi beats or whatever. And it's just music like that. Just sort of droning on while I'm yeah, working.
2: Th- this, is, this is great background energy music for sure yeah
3: yeah like if you're cleaning or something you know you had to clean up your house or clean up your apartment or whatever You'll get it like... done in
2: half the time you expect
3: <laughs> and everything will be broken
2: <laughs> there's
3: no angry it the energy
0: though this is like happy i'm gonna get this done speed not like i'm gonna kill you speed <laughs> okay
3: it works for me works for me
0: i can give you i'm gonna kill you speed but that's <laughs> this is not that
2: yeah, dragon force <laughs>
1: That's not going to kill a dragon speed.
0: <laughs> right? That's crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of Cannibal Corpse, but Cannibal oh, Corpse are kind of yikes these could, days. That, yeah,
2: that's killing your speed. Ridiculous. Are we ready
3: for, uh, for the last album? Before, before yeah, we slip into the
2: last one, I, I wanted to go and. Um, I, I actually found the the actual quote that I was looking for it uh, of the guy who was looking for Jeff Mangum in the, the MoCo Hotel. It says, so. Uh, it said, in 2003, creative loafing writer Kevin Griffiths de- dedicated an entire cover story to trying to track down Mangum for personal closure. The search ended when Mangum sent him an email that read, I'm not an idea. I am a person who obviously wants to be left alone. <laughs> Wow. Because Mangum was inaccessible, there was no outlet for connection other than the record itself and other fans who shared a passion. By doing nothing, Neutral Milk Hotel developed a cult. That's, That's kind of the way sorry, you do I, it. I, just, I, just, I, 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 I felt you. like that was that was a good thing to add to the end of our end of that. And I'm I'm sorry that I did it out of order.
0: That's okay. So Mike, go and listen to the Asteroid self-titled, and then pre-add their third album to your to your uh, Apple Music.
3: Okay, I will
0: do. This is also a good metal album I, for kids. I'll,
3: I'll do the first thing you said, and then if I if I if I like the first thing you said, I'll do
2: the second thing you said.
0: And play it for <laughs> your kids. This is a good gateway metal album for your kids.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> no I mean,
0: swearing. And no. And then, if you want
2: to, if you want to try something that was like fun metal that we did back in the day that I I liked. I really enjoyed the Nightwish album that you ha- had us do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Night I like Nightwish. I like Nightwish. I've heard oh, that Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Richard
0: had suggested the Nightwish
2: night album.
1: I think I did. And, and yeah. Nightwish is playing tomorrow night in Toronto. My
0: God. There's a bunch of good metal shows happening this week. Yeah, Borknagar was playing tonight, which I'm very sad that I could not go to, but whatever. I made my choice of concerts this week. All, All right, right. So our
2: last album.
3: Our last album. So... Um, I was a little indecisive on which album to pick last last time we had an episode. um I started with simple plan and then i I swapped it out for uh, this album here uh this is eve six. this is their third album uh, it's called it's all in your head um When this album came out, I was um actively making a lot of of trips back and forth between um uh, montreal and and uh and mississauga so i was I was on the um the via rail quite a bit and so i remember listening through this album a lot like it was sort of my go-to when i got on the train i would put on this album i don't know why it became a thing but it just did um it uh you know eve six has been a band that i've i've always really enjoyed um uh, you know go, going back to you know some other songs like uh um open road song and and promise and and that kind of stuff like just i've I've just enjoyed that style of music and when this album came out i I knew nothing about it i didn't even know it was coming out it was one of those i'm in the music store and oh no eve six got a new album out and so i picked it up Um, there's a lot of in my opinion a lot of great catchy songs on it lots of great hooks Um, this was not a super popular album for them they didn't get a a ton of sales off of this one Um, there are a lot of people that say that this is probably the reason that they sort of the band broke up the first time um and then you know they came back together was it 2016 or 2017 something like that um but uh yeah i I quite enjoy this song it's um uh my my favorite track on this one is at least we're dreaming uh which is the third track um there's a, a really cool riff in it where they all the instrumentation just sort of cuts out and then they're, he's, they're singing over top, and the instrumentation cuts out. And I always love that when that happens in a in a song. Um, and so for some reason, every time that song comes on, I get excited, and I listen to that one. And uh, uh, I want to know what you guys think.
0: If they had cut, like, two or three specific songs, this would have been a really good album. I definitely agree with yep. you, Mike, that uh, Max Collins, main Eve 6 dude, can write a hook. Hmm. Um, A musical hook. He's a
2: friggin' genius at writing a musical hook.
0: Yeah. Dude can write hooks.
2: As a a lyricist and a poet, he is a seven year old trying to hash (laughs) together some words.
3: Think twice before you touch my girl.
0: Okay. So I was trying to figure out, I'm like, when did Eve Six write, or when or why did Eve Six start writing Bro, I'm a Fight You songs? And then (laughs) I, I looked up, when did Headstrong by Trapped come out? the year before so mm. eve 6 was jumping on that i'm going to get you in the octagon <laughs> trend that's my theory
2: I, it, they, they don't feel like an octagon-y sort of band to me they feel more that, like
0: but they, 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 when, they, don't,
2: yeah. they don't they don't want to have you in a in a you know match with rules they want to they want to triangle wanna, choke you just they want to down well, a six pack with you they, they want to break a bottle over your head when your back is turned
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i think that speaks to my comment about this would have been a, a really good album if you had cut specific songs because i think which
2: ones do you want to cut that's what i'm trying yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah, which Twice, which songs
0: girlfriend because i think okay. the girlfriend the lyrics and girlfriend are especially terrible um, <laughs> they're and, not oh, good fudge. there's like one or two others that are really tonal whiplash i know steve I you think, mentioned I'm, I'm, in our chat not hey, hey, Alone hey montana was like,
3: oh. kind of comes out of nowhere too
2: it's kind of rainy, yeah. eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because they're they're showing signs of a cool new direction. Like when without you here, the first track starts, you're mm. like, oh, Eve Six are going like pseudo pop punk. Like I like this. Mm-hmm. This is good energy. And think twice, it's you know, wait, what? Now you're it's now think, you're gonna like think fight this
2: lyrics are awful, but it's got some really catchy parts to it. Yeah. There's a reason they chose it as a single.
0: Yeah. This is also true. Still
2: here,
3: wait. Still here, waiting is good. Bring the night on is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, th- there's a couple of songs where I, I really appreciated the, the the musical portions of them, but the lyrics were especially egregious. Mm. Uh, I think "Good Lives" is one mm-hmm. where the the lyrics are, "Hey Montana, oh, oh mm-hmm. my God." That's that's their song about a stripper with a heart of gold. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! And and much much worse is friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. Does anyone remember friend of mine?
0: Yep. <laughs> the Apple Charger song. No, no, the, like... the,
2: these, these guys, friend of mine. It's 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 basically a song about a friend they had who was raped and thinking of committing suicide, Mm
0: -hmm. trying to talk her out of it. Uh, And it is,
2: but they're they're just awful. They're terrible.
3: Yep. Rape is a word with a face. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's interesting too. Like it, because when you listen to an album, like depending on the, the age you are, when you listen to it and the experiences you're having, I think you get something different from the lyrics. Right, like when this came out, you know, uh, what was this, two thousand three? Yeah, yeah. So, so we would have been what, like twenty two? I know? was twenty four. So, mm-hmm. so old, old man here would have been into other things, but <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah like, 25. when 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 you're in <laughs> when you're true. in your your early twenties and you're listening to music, it's like you know. I I never really cared so much about the lyrics. Like you know, think twice before you touch my girl was was kind of an early twenties thing to listen to to, to think or to That's feel right, like I you should th- be thinking.
0: Man, touch my girl, I'll fuck him up, of course. I wouldn't
3: <laughs> yeah. do that. But exactly. then when you're older, you're like, well, you know, can't they talk about it? <laughs> you know, maybe they <laughs> should sit down and
0: have a drink or something. Maybe you should just chill out and leave the other guy alone, bro.
3: Yeah there's uh yeah. there, there's a bunch of eve six songs that kind of go in this this direction like even not just specifically on uh on on this um uh this album like what like arguably their biggest song here's to the night is is a is about a one night stand
2: their biggest song is inside out like don't really? even there's there's absolutely no comparing the two
3: okay okay fair enough fair enough
2: inside out is, <laughs> was an enormous hit and yeah and Here's to the Night was kinda got a bit of radio. But I think i think twice is a bigger song.
3: Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 off my uh off my rocker here. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh for me for me it was I think maybe because um uh, Here's to the Night was was my first introduction to Eve Six. Like it was my mm-hmm. first big track that I heard, so I listened to a lot of that song. And then I got into their um You did
1: it? You did play it a lot back in Emerson
2: Street House. Yeah, thinking. nice
3: and nice and loud. <laughs> I mean, inside <laughs> out,
2: out was everywhere. <laughs> the line yeah. "Want to put my tender heart in a blender? Watch well, it spin round to rapid,
1: beautiful oblivion." Yeah, everywhere, that was, that was a huge track.
0: That's huge, Mike. What radio stations did you listen to in high school? Wait, that's a different question. question. Mm. Where did you live stations... when you were in high school? That was that is part of my next question. What radio stations were you able to get in your BF nowhere town of Brantford, Ontario, when Mm, you were in high school? C
2: Mm. C F M Y in Brantford.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) do Um, antennas reach Brantford? Do signals even penetrate the air? Ninety two point
3: one, Brantford's finest. Oh, I'm. You, you know what I'm trying to think what kind of stuff it, it like a, a lot eve of it six was, makes
2: more sense now
3: like a a lot of it was sort of what my friends were listening to like my mm. i I had a group of friends that that and we all kind of listened to the same stuff and and it's the same guys that introduced me to our lady peace uh introduced me to eve six and um and and sort of bands like that um just because you know um that was sort of what everybody was listening to They all had the cds we would sort of listen to each other's music and stuff so I didn't listen to a ton of radio. I did watch. Uh, I, I tried to watch a lot of much music though, uh, so when much, I was in high music. school.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's. <laughs> I am I teasing you that. in jest, Mike, because le- mm. legitimately, as I think Steve is, Steve is also expressing like, "Inside Out" was an enormous song, mm.
2: and just, so... just ginormous.
1: Yeah.
0: And so it's if like you every watched fifth, much
1: every fifth song on on the Edge back of the day, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I never listened to the outdoor. Edge.
0: So I guess that's where my like, how did you consume music or media in high school question comes from to figure Mm. out like, how are you, how did you avoid, I mean, like I have the same problem to be very honest. And Danielle is flabbergasted, my wife is flabbergasted by it quite often is like, you know, she names a huge pop song from any given decade. And I'm like, I don't know Uh. what that song is. And she's like, how Uh. do you not know what this song is? And my answer is usually well. I don't go shopping in shopping malls. That's one place where you hear pop music. I don't listen to pop stations on the radio. I stopped watching much music when I went to university, basically. So I don't frequent any spaces where pop music is played and I don't listen to stations. Sure, that play a lot music. of recent
2: pop music I've never heard too. Yeah. Like I have a recent vast pop- gap in knowledge.
0: Yeah but I I think uh, it
3: it says here that uh, uh, here's to the night hit uh, number seven on the adult top 40 billboard us and crossover inside inside out uh, inside out um, uh, hit number one us alternative airplay. Absolutely.
2: I still hear inside out on the radio.
3: Such a good song! I, I love the song. I I remember buying the DLC for that one on on Rock Band. <laughs> I think I still have that. It know,
2: it, it, like... it is. It's a really good song. The lyrics yeah. are catchy. the the um, The the tune is like the hook is strong. It's a really good song.
3: The I'm I'm looking for the first time now at the actual cover art for in the Inside Out uh, single, and it actually is a blender with a heart in it. Interesting. <laughs> Makes sense yeah uh,
1: i'm I'm just gonna say about this album my thoughts i I don't have much to say that hasn't already been said. Um, a lot of the lyrics were kind of cringe to me uh very catchy, uh though as catchy as Eve six has always been um, and it almost sounds like and i I didn't realize how young they were when they put out their
3: first first couple uh, that could be where I the lyrics like, come from too, right? because when they're uh, when they're yes. young, you don't have a lot of experience to write from yeah. right and,
1: and, and that's, that's what i'm thinking of is that they um they kind of grew into this like you can't touch me we're huge rock stars uh, and then they hit their like quarter life crisis and this is what came of it
2: it's entirely <laughs> possible it's, po- it's possible that they were trying to be more deep and profound with their lyrics and simply did not have the capacity to do it yeah
3: yeah oh wow it says here that that um uh Max Collins said that the, he was only 16 and 17 years old when he wrote Eve Six, the the debut album.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, like, what would you have written when you
3: were 16? <laughs> you know.
1: Well, well, it's like if you listen to Silverchair's Frogstop, the lyrics are
2: yep. crap. Mm. Yeah, they're terrible, but the music's great. Day
0: two, oh yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you mentioning their ages, Richard, reminded me of I think one last point that I had about this, which. It made me wish we had gotten more Eve Six material, because I think Max Collins probably still had a lot more good hooks, and I would basically I, I would
2: they... right,
0: I I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen where this band went as with a more mature with more maturity. I think that could have been something really cool. Now, they do have an I... album in 2012 speaking code, which I've never heard. Um I, yeah, I don't know if you've heard
3: of it. You, uh, so the, the the one episode that I appeared with you guys on. You had, had to listen to a song. Often. There was a track from that. Yeah, that we did. Uh, it was called uh, Lost and Found was the track okay. that I wanted you guys to listen to from that. But that was years ago that we talked about that. Um, they're, they're still making music. Like they're still putting stuff time. out. It's just not yeah. the same. Like it happens with every band, right? They As they get older, they're just not putting out. Massive what hits,
2: I wish these guys had done is, I wish that they had written all of their music and found another guy, possibly Peter Gabriel, to do their lyrics for them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I got this song. Uh, it's it sounds awesome. Can you write us some words, please, to put in
2: it? You know, honestly, like that's what Pearl Jam did. Mm. Eddie Vedder, if you if you remember, it's an old story about ten they basically sent him a demo tape and he recorded his own lyrics on top of the instrumentals that they sent him. And he sent it back to audition for the band. Mm. So they had, they'd put together all these good songs and then they had him write the words. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. They, they basically need, you need, this guy is not a good lyricist, uh, but he's an excellent um hook writer basically so what they needed was somebody who could write good lyrics and put the hooks to them and they would have been great oh wow is
3: is, uh, does any of you guys have spotify right now
2: yeah yeah
3: it says here that in February 2022, Eve Six joined Neil Young's protest in the streaming service Spotify. Oh
0: well, yeah, I read that.
3: But they don't actually have the rights to remove the music from Spotify, but they did right. have the the rights to control the images on their display page. So if you go to Eve Six page, it just says "Delete Spotify" across the screen. I want to <laughs> see if that actually says that.
2: It's a, that was a little while ago. Maybe it, was, it might have gone back
1: by now. It it gone back? No, it, it
2: doesn't. Nice. Oh, can,
1: I share, can I share my screen?
2: Is that allowed? Yeah, do it. Do it. Let's see it. Yeah, it won't, it won't make for great listening, but <laughs> I did this. I well, no, because we're, we're telling our listeners, if you've got Spotify, oh, yeah. check Spotify. that out. Spotify. There it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I, I, that's good. I don't know. I have to go oh, live, hey, hey, looking there. at the Spotify plays, we'll, we'll also tell you about the relative popularity of their songs. yeah Yeah, inside out 128 million listens here's (laughs) to the night 30 million
3: (laughs) okay okay so in the graph
2: i see i see where we're going
3: yeah (laughs) at least i picked the number two song (laughs) you did you absolutely did so
0: yeah so that's a little eve six i'm glad you chose that mike thank you for choosing that
2: it it was it, it was definitely worth listening to um i'm It's like, it was very, if you're not, if you're just like letting it kind of flow past you, it's a great album. Mm. If you're not really paying attention to what he's saying, it's a great album.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You forgot something in the dryer, girlfriend.
0: (laughs) You bought something from Best Buy, girlfriend. (laughs)
2: It's like the song can
0: become a meme. There should be a meme generator. What, what, about what, that was, song.
2: what were the lyrics in Good Life that I, I brought up on our chat? They're just so terrible. Like, while well, well, I'm still young and horny or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's <Yeah, yeah. laughs>
0: yeah. the one, um, you're like a Scantron. Yeah. You only oh, beat yeah, one wrong. Oh, that was a good one, too. <laughs> oh, if only that's I really... had such brilliance yeah. when I was 25.
2: Oh, it was awful. Although, it there, yeah. there was one song that i actually quite enjoyed because it was just they weren't trying to be deep it was a the, the hocus the way he's singing about his half armenian girlfriend yeah uh. <laughs> that was fun
3: that's a good song I, yeah <laughs> i like that
2: track dun, 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 yeah that's a that's a it's
3: got a different feel to it too it
2: reminded me of tripping daisy uh, i got a girl
0: Oh, I like that song. That's a, good, yeah. that's a good deep 90s cut. Oh, it's so good. Cool.
3: All right. So what are we thinking for, next, for our next episode? What's everybody got on the docket?
0: Okay. So we had a very deep and very ingra- engaging discussion about super fast metal this afternoon in our group chat. Oh, boy. And I said that inspired me for my next pick. It <laughs> inspired me to go in the complete opposite direction Ooh, oh, super God. slow metal. Okay. So I have selected typo negatives, October Rust, and oh, Richard is hype about that. I think.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to go with typo negative when you said the
2: opposite direction. It's gonna <laughs> suck. suck. <laughs>
0: <My mess laughs> okay. Mar- run
2: the factory. <laughs> typo negative. <laughs>
0: That one is awesome. Mike, I hope you like your sexy goth metal cuz that's what you're about to get. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord.
3: So, um I I've I've had some fun going through and coming up with a a list of of potential albums uh that I was um like I don't want, I don't want to be caught unprepared like I was last time. And so I've spent a lot of time listening to uh to rap recently. Um uh, whenever I've had some free time, I'm just like listening to rap music and enjoying rap music um Typically, like I've been going to be back to like. <laughs> um, and, and so, what what I've decided to ask you guys to listen to this week is uh, Eminem's latest album, "Music to Be Murdered By."
0: Ooh. Latest album,
2: okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Nice. Where is Eminem at these days?
3: Exactly. That's what I. That's what I would like our discussion to go.
2: Okay. Richard, what do you got for us?
1: I've, I've decided to also go with a hip-hop album. I'm going to go with Deltron 3030's self-titled Deltron 3030
3: album. Mm, I've never yeah. even heard of them.
1: Deltron 3030 is a supergroup composed of Del the Funky Homo Sapien, uh, Dan the Automator, the and... What's that? Yeah, he's... he's Gorillaz. Girls? Girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan the Automator and Kid Koala. Ooh, okay. I've heard two of those names. And it's... And it's a and it's like a sci-fi, hip-hop con uh, concept album.
3: Okay, I'm excited. That sounds
2: oh, that this, sounds this really cool. This will be interesting. Yeah. What, what a All waste right, Stevie, we have got... so far. Okay, I've decided, yeah, two... <laughs> having been inspired by Eve Six, I'm going to choose one of my favorite trash comedy bands from the 1990s. I'm gonna choose. And I actually really like this album, so I'm not just making it as this thing I hate. I'm gonna choose the Refreshments, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy.
0: I love this album, Steven. Yeah, it's so good. It's okay, so good. I've never heard this either. It is so good.
2: It's uh, it's got it's got uh, Banditos on it, which is it was a big Down track. Down together was not as big as Banditos. Cause it didn't talk about
0: United the only other single. Well. Yes.
2: Uh, but it's it. I, I've always loved this album. I think it's a great album. So,
0: Mike, if you've ever heard the lyric, um, give Everybody your ID card to the – I was going to do the Star Trek one because I know Mike's a Star Trek nerd.
2: people, hmm. so meet me at the mission at we'll divvy divvy up up there. There.
0: <laughs> Give your ID card to the border guard. Your alias right. says you're Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the United Ooh. Federation of Planets because they would speak, english, speak anyway.
1: english
3: anyway
2: okay i'm excited this it's is great. like yeah, the,
0: that's, that's like the great. tex-mex arizona rock album
2: yes absolutely they are from tempe arizona <laughs> yeah if
0: you, if tex-mex was a music genre this would that this would be what yeah. tex-mex music they're from is. the
2: same town as the gin blossoms
3: okay random question how come you can basically just take any noun and put it in front of the word rock
2: <laughs> we got we got some Arizona rock
3: coming up. You know, we got some stapler rock. Uh after that, it uh is. Pillow Pillow Rock.
2: Uh <laughs> it, 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 generic string line stapler.
0: <laughs> generic office rock should be known as Stapler Rock. That'd be a better <laughs> stapler name. Stapler
2: rock. rock. I love like it. yacht rock. Yep. <laughs> All yacht right, rock so Yacht um, my choice. I, I'm gonna choose the refreshments, fizzy fuzzy, big and buzzy.
0: Oh such a good, feel good, like comfort album.
2: Okay. It's you, always Steven. been one of my favorites. I, okay. I don't think of it as a masterpiece, but I love it. <laughs> this is
3: going to be a fun, a fun episode. We've got some good stuff Please to talk, talk about. about. Thank Internet. dear
0: listeners. That is it for us for this episode. May you keep safe, and we will see you again on the next episode of Zero Check.